back. We're doing a mini episode of my voice kind of broke there. We're doing a mini episode of Sharpen That Axe, keeping on in our tradition of us not having enough time to record full episodes. As <laughs> so, yeah, gotta get the content out somehow. True, true. Uh, my name is Dylan Murphy. I currently have a cold, uh, which is, explains my uh, slightly sexy, raspy voice mm. um, that may keep on breaking okay. like a pubescent. By your chain smoking habits? Yes, exactly. My, my, well, I'm kind of, you know, not so much smoking as eating fudge because, you know, it is the season. Um, mm, John, season. how are you? Um, also eating fudge when, when it's great. available anyway. Fantastic. So, yeah. Just recently had, well, recently as in like a week ago, I don't know. It's been a horrific blur, like uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> over here. So Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, mostly because there's just tons of food and mm-hmm. you get together and it's a good excuse to have a few drinks and eat a ton of food and everybody yes. is merry. It's, it's, that, it's a great way to kick off the Christmas season. That's great. Yeah. So it's been good. There you have it. That's great. So we're talking about a couple of things today. We are talking about the, well, it's, it's been hard to avoid if you're a guitar player, the, the miming controversy that's right. uh, taken the internet by storm. And we'll also be talking about, we'll be going through the Music Radar's list that came out about a month ago of the best electric guitars 2019, given our thoughts, given our, you know, our opinions, our, our humble opinions. But yeah, so John, the miming. Uh, the miming. Uh, I was first alerted through a friend of the show, uh, Chris Zupa had it like his, he's, you know, does these little like five minute videos where he'll discuss his thoughts on the goings on uh, in, you know, in the guitar world, uh, whether it's uh, talking about, you know, making it, making money as a musician or bashing Kirk Hammett. Uh, so, you know, it's, you know, we're both fond of those things. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, that's, that's why we get on with him so well. Yeah. So he was essentially talking about uh, people using Guitar Pro mm-hmm. as a tool for writing writing music and then essentially playing along to Guitar Pro to the extent that it you're basically just miming along to what yeah. Guitar Pro is doing. Uh, so if you want to maybe shed some light on where this controversy has come from and why there's so many people talking about it. I mean, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure where the, the whole thing started because I haven't been able to, to pin that down. There's been several people who've talked about it. Um, Jack Gardner... Leon Todd, uh, Levi Clay, all these guys. Now, Levi Clay is a professional transcriber. So as he puts it, he did a a fact check video on one of these guys that's been accused of faking his guitar playing. Um, Mm. He's a well-known Instagram guy, uh, uh, Fernandez, Manuel Fernandez, I think is his name, or Manuel... Yeah, Manuel Fernandez, I believe is his name. But mm. um, And so this guy's been accused of it several times. Uh, Levi Clay did a fact check on him and, and said, yeah, I mean, it's uh, as far as what he's playing, he is, he's at least miming along to it, you know. Um, now, the big controversy, I think it kind of blew up around Jared Dine's video. Um, and that's, that's really the thing that I think kicked it off because this stuff has been brewing sort of under the surface, I think with some of these other guys for almost a month now and, uh, Jared Dine's stuff kind of took it to a new level. And so that's, that's kind of where I think it, it really exploded, but that's, and he called out a few people like Charles Caswell from Buried Alive. I've mentioned him because I came across a student turned me on to his stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and Charles Caswell has been accused of this as well. And, 
And of course, Lucas Mann from Rings of Saturn, Levi Clay had a video I heard. Yeah. specifically on this guy too. So there's a few people who've been called out. Some of them have kind of been exonerated. Some of them have uh, yet to produce anything otherwise. Former Rings of Saturn bandmates um, also called out Lucas Mann. Um, so it's, it's been one of, those, one of those things that have been, it's kind of brewing under the surface. And I think it's just kind of come to a head. Like the volcano has erupted. The yeah. whole controversy seems to be centered around um, not so much the miming per se. I mean, this is, that's essentially what a guitar playthrough is. That's essentially mm. what um, we're, you know, a music video. Like we all know that no one has actually played a, a guitar on a music video since about like 1952, right? So this is not, this is not a surprise, and I don't think that's really what people take issue with. And as Levi Clay pointed out, like really what's happening here is the issue becomes when people are faking what they are doing, they're ostensibly and trying to sell you something based on that mystery. Yes. You know, so when you're taking the, and this was not something I was aware of uh, before the, I mean, I, I own Guitar Pro. I've used Guitar Pro as a composition tool, as a teaching tool, as a practice tool. It's a great tool. Mm. By all means, like buy it. <laughs> so if you're, if you're interested in using it, I've got some discount codes I can hand out through our school. So, oh, yeah, exactly. So DM me later. Um, or you could hit up our page if you don't already have Guitar Pro. Mm. So what we can do anyway, but what it does is it allows you to kind of compose these things. And what several of these guys have talked about is reamping through from Guitar Pro through your DAW, through uh, something like Axe Effects or a Kemper or whatever, in order to make it sound more realistic. Now, Leon yes. Todd does a great video of stacking these various techniques, so you can hear a real version of this. We'll try to link that in the show notes here, but definitely check it out, um, and we'll see if we can't get a hold of him. But um, the the reamping technique completely faked, and then actually playing the thing. So being able to hear those side by side, I think if, as you start listening to it, that really strikes the difference. But I think the key is it's not so much, are you miming? It's what are you doing with this? And are you being genuine about what you're saying? Yeah. So the Jack Gardner video goes into some detail about how some of these guys will record snippets at say 60% speed and then they'll stitch them together in something like logic and then they will mime on top of it um, and they'll speed up that that miming as well so they'll play the whole thing at 60% and then they speed the audio and the video up which is just like that just seems like a huge waste of time I think in that time you could probably manage to actually learn your own lick yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm you don't have time, John. Mm. Time for that nonsense. Anyway, so huge, huge controversy then. A lot of people called out. Some of these people have kind of proven themselves and exonerated themselves, and others are throwing temper tantrums, and some of them are hiding. Um, but I think the important thing is, is realizing just, just being upfront about what some of these people are doing. If you are just simply a composer, 
and you're kind of miming your way through a playthrough in order to get your composition ideas out there, that's fine. I don't think anybody's got a problem with that. It's just the honesty that is or is not being communicated in these these particular videos. So that's that's the whoo, broad brushstrokes controversy. Your well, thoughts? Well I mean, how, what what are what are you as you're probably more active on Instagram than I am, and so you've seen probably a few of these, and definitely the advertisements. There's a lot of these you know, sponsored ads where guys are shredding, quote unquote, mm -hmm. in some fashion, and they're ostensibly selling lessons or a shred faster packets, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I think that the people that, you know, everybody's looking for, we, we live in a world of get rich quick schemes or get, mm -hmm. you know, in, in our world, maybe like playing fast might be a form of currency or a way it Seems of, like you know, it. Yeah, validation. You know, it's about the feel, man. No, everybody kind of everybody wants to be able to play fast, but uh, you know they're kind of looking for that lightning in a bottle solution. And you know, mm -hmm. the, the thing is, what what differs, what differentiates these different teachers is their 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 approach in teaching, not so much their, you know, how fast they can play. That doesn't really mean anything. Um, because you know you, you get fast through practice, and some of you know these teachers have just been playing really fast for years, so they just, yeah. they've developed their own skills. So I think that you need to be very wary of that. I think it kind of depends on what your own goals are. But for example, like Berndt, who he had in the podcast a few episodes ago, he he's the kind of guy you trust. I think in terms of his, he's got a very methodical approach, and he he plays through so many different genres that. And the thing is, he's producing great content for free anyway. I think that those are the guys that you sh should support. The guys yeah. like Chris Zupa or, or Jens, people that are just doing it because they really, really like doing it. And, you know, they get some, you know, monetary funding off YouTube, et cetera. But, you mm -hmm. know, they're, they're doing it as well. Like it was with, with, Chris, uh, with Chris's um, course like that I purchased. I, I felt that I purchased it because I was really impressed by how much stuff he had put out and how much he'd helped me through his teaching yeah. through free YouTube videos. You know, that's how you get. Um, I mean, that, I mean, the ultimate goal, I suppose, for a lot of these people is to make a living, and you know, I kind of there that can lead down some devious roads from people who are just essentially snake oil salesmen. But yeah, I, I think it's 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 interesting. I always thought that like, you know. Using guitar player, uh, you know, sorry, um, using guitar player, sorry, what's the name of the app? Pro, um, uh, guitar Pro. Guitar Pro, apologies. Uh, yeah, just to, you know, to speed up something that you've written and listen to how cool it sounds. Like, uh, I, I've been doing that for 10 years. Like, it's really, really cool just to hear stuff sped up or just slow stuff down. But, uh, you know, using it that as a, as a tool to to market yourself as or sell a course that, isn't legit uh, i think it's something that deserves i think it's something that you know a spotlight deserves to be shown on that i think that kind of shady uh behavior um you know it's it's, it's hiding behind uh, a tool that's supposed to be helping students as opposed to milking money off them is it's, it's yeah it, it's just it's disrespectful i suppose to people that are really out there uh I just you know who've toiled and worked really hard to develop these, these amazing lesson plans like Troy Grady as well you know just oh my gosh. yeah hours and hours and then uh, I think it's just like some of these guitar players might not be that active on things like Instagram or in terms of that sort of digital marketing 
realm and then there might be kind of younger players who might be saying oh i can do this really fast on instagram maybe people will buy my bs course and um, yeah i think it's it's an interesting thing it's it was inevitable in my eyes this this kind of behavior yeah i mean in terms of the tool the teaching tools are getting so good like tarpro and the marketing avenues are getting so you know flashy like instagram and um, it's 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 a it's it's you know it's it's way overdue that this thing has happened so but it's good that people are kind of reacting yeah yeah um i mean i i suppose yeah i hadn't really thought about it in those terms like you said like it's overdue almost as if uh well it's inevitable really i mean these things it's it's basically things get to a point where it's kind of like overkill you know people are the, the whole marketing thing i mean you look at anything on youtube now you're skipping through at least one or two ads you know yeah. it's basically like uh, people are just out to kind of make a quick book whatever way they can and um, i think it's the people that are making the content for free because they like doing it because they like teaching they're the people that if you do decide to if you are torn about purchasing a course i think those are the guys you should buy from yeah that makes sense yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i i like what you said too about the people who are producing fantastic content yeah. for free i think that's you know and like you said like barrett uh chris zupa um jens a lot of the other people we've had on the show who are just doing great things um I, those seem to be the more trustworthy ones so yeah that's really interesting yeah i mean it's 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 not it's not hard i mean like you've got people like like for example john mayer like john mayer will go on youtube and he will just or instagram and he'll just do a live video of him playing and he'll explain what he's doing i mean there if you want to learn guitar for free you can you, you don't need a course to do yeah. it like you can there's a wealth of information out there and it's just uh, it's about being a bit more of a wary consumer i suppose and not mm-hmm. trying to you know uh, identifying these uh I, I don't know these I, I suppose we're feeding myself snake oil salesman but yeah that's yeah. That, that that's my two cents on it i suppose yeah sounds good man yeah so guitars 2019 did anything interesting happen not really <laughs> <laughs> according to this list uh but we, we, we i'd like to discuss this so i really like music radar as you know it, they're it's it's very clear and concise writing and it's, it's a good way of staying abreast if you will mm-hmm. of what's going on in you know in in the musical instrument world because there's just there's so many developments happening especially with you know pedals and and new gear coming out and these new companies so they have basically narrowed it down to the uh 18 couldn't quite get to 20 uh best electric guitars I mean, he's gone to 19 i mean for i know yeah, exactly like, right <laughs> this is infuriating oh, um we're singling you out music radar and all yes. the great work that you do uh, so yeah, I mean, they they talk about here. It's a very personal choice, and there's so many different shapes and sizes and budgets, and you know, uh, it's there's this is essentially uh, these are the big brands, these are the, yeah. the, the big boys. But it's interesting to see what act- exactly kind of stands out. Um, I, I, there are some things if if I may start. So, start. Well, well, let, let, oh, let's, go on. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and have a look, and let's start with the budget models. So let's kind of go five hundred and under. And then we'll kind of, okay. we'll look at that five to a thousand and then like the thousand to 2000 range. Okie dokie. So we're talking about dollars here, not pounds. Uh, dollar pounds? Yes. <laughs> there is a difference. Um, there actually, yeah, it's a, there is a substantial. So let's, let's run with the dollars. It's closer okay. to the rows. So, so number so. six is the Pacifica 112. Um, mm-hmm. 
I uh, I have a friend that swears by his Pacifica. It's it's a big thing. I mean, the thing is, like, one of the big things I remember, one of the stupidest grievances I had with my Squire when it was starting out was just I couldn't get those Metallica tones. And the thing is, because there's right. no, there's no, it was like a big thing. Because when you're playing guitar, you want a bit of chunkiness to sound like, you know, especially for like metal bands. Yeah. Um, so this, what I really like about this is that you kind of can mix from the neck for like your Hendrix or whatever and your, uh, you know, your chug from the humbucker, which I really, really like. Totally. Um, there's a lot of different tone variations and you're talking $300. I, I really, really like the Pacifica. Um, I, I do love Squires, but I, I think the Pacifica is weird. I like the fact that Yamaha are doing this. Yamaha don't really have that much of a head in the game in the electric guitar. No. And, and that's, you know, it's interesting because it's, uh, if, if you're sort of in, in Japan, uh, you can find some that are going to be a little bit higher priced and mm. and but they're they don't tend to make too many inroads in the market here yeah that said uh i'm gonna have to agree with you on this like i feel yeah. like that's just a it's a fantastic guitar uh particularly at that price point at budget guitar models i would probably point someone in that direction over say like an ibanez uh, yeah. just in terms of versatility versatility reliability your build quality i feel like it tends to be better with the pacifica than your budget Ibanez models. So. Yeah, agreed. I mean, um, with your budget models, you're always talk, thinking like Epiphone, like Les Paul, or uh, you know, or a Squire. But I think the yeah. Yamaha, it's it's you know, let them have it. Let let them yeah. have. <laughs> well, and that's just it. So the other one in this list that kind of comes in right around that five six hundred dollar mark is that Epiphone Les Paul. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're a diehard Les Paul fan, like that's fine. But if you can spend a few more bucks. That's where I would say again, go ahead, check out the uh, check out the Paul Reed Smith. Yeah. Know? So, which we've got a couple of those on this list as well. Yeah. So that's that, that's an interesting thing to, to like. That was always the thing for me. Like, if I had like a little bit more money, I could always go for the the affordable Paul Reed Smith. So there's a few here. Uh, you've got the you know coming in with the the Korean twenty four the SE. So that's coming in at about seven hundred eight. Dollars, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, like, this is not too far off what I have. Uh, it's you know, it's it's yeah, I'm pretty sure it's almost yeah, this is the one I have. Holy hell! Um, so this is the the whale blue as the one that I have. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, these are these are great guitars, really, really versatile. You've got your verse, you got your um, re- relance vibrato off them, the coil splits as well. Um, the thing is, like, I, I since getting the PRS, I, I'm just I, it's 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 very pretty. It's a very pretty guitar. Yeah. It's very yeah. like I, it's like there's there's it's it's so nice. You kind of there's not a whole lot of edge to it. It's just you know it does everything really really well. And I don't know. It's like PRS is just like it's it's a great all round guitar, but it's almost too nice. There's not a lot of you know edge to it. So that's kind of my that's my yeah grievance. yeah it's uh I but again bang for your buck the one I really that caught my eye here was the the Gretsch G twenty six twenty two Streamliner yeah seven hundred and fifty I feel like that's a great price for for a Gretsch now it doesn't come with the vibrato bar or the whammy bar or the Bigsby or whatever you're looking for there but that yeah. said. I do feel like it's a fantastic guitar, particularly at that price point. Um, you know, as they point out, and this one, it even says you can see it on, you can find it on Sweetwater for under $500. Like, 
yeah my hands up there like it's it's kind of listed at uh 750 but man if for 500 dollars to get your hands on a gretch um the neck on these things play really well they're again fantastic guitars so yeah that's really yeah. really nice um, yeah, I think for a hollow body as well. I, I I sold my I had a big hollow body there recently, and like I sold I sold it. it was one of my first electric guitars, and I really regret doing it. It's you know, it's one of those things that it's just it's such a nice guitar to to have. I think that um, they've got a lot of character, and they're not you know the easiest guitars in the world to play. But I just you know I, I miss it. Um, just wanted to throw that in there. So this is where it kind of gets interesting when you're hitting around the thousand dollar mark. Yeah. Um, so uh, one that really stood out for me because you know I, I like my country and my blues is number five, which is the Ventera '60s Telecaster with the Bigsby. Yeah, um, I figured you were going to go there, but yeah. Yeah. So you've got I, I love a Bigsby. I think you know I had it on my my hollow body. May she rest in peace. And just I, I just think like you've got it's basically it's a Mexican Fender, mm. but there's just you know there's a lot going on it's got a gorgeous finish um i'm i've become a, a telecaster convert i mean you're not the thing is like you could show up to a number of gigs with this you could you know country blues um like even like you know classic rock but yeah. uh, metal jazz it's it's not going to really you're going to be laughed out of the room well um, unless you're julian lage but yeah know, there's that <laughs> Which which I am very much not, um, but no, it's it's it, that's kind of what stood out for me. Hitting about the a thousand dollar mark, what, what what would you pick from this? From this um, man, there's there's some interesting ones. I had to kind of like scoff at the idea of an RG series at a thousand dollars, man. Like, yeah. So okay, oh. so for people that don't know, what is the RG series? Okay, so for Ibanez, you know, they came out kind of uh, I think it was mid to late eighties. They resurrected. Um, this particular brand, but mid to late eighties, it was basically your quintessential Ibanez shred machine, super yeah. thin neck. This is the, the model that they introduced the wizard neck on, um, which at the time, nobody else really had a neck this thin. And people thought this was amazing. I actually owned a 470 back in the day, which was kind of, uh, I think the one below this, which was, you know, it was fine. It was, uh, it was a decent second or third guitar for all the you know shred and rock stuff i was learning at the time comes with a floyd rose but i just kind of feel like a thousand dollars like what's i i don't know that there's anything super significant about this particular guitar that said so i had to get that off my chest first okay. I was like i don't know why i would spend a thousand dollars on that however i like this charvel i like yeah. the, i like the neck you know the roasted maple neck that's kind of a big thing that's come up in the last couple of years. It looks super cool. It's it not rose, but it looks good. Um, the trim system on these are really reliable. They're super smooth, easy to use. I've got a student that's got a Charvel like this. And again, for the price point, under $1,000. Hum single hum configuration. Um, they're, they're Seymour Duncan pickups. So they're pretty hot in that yeah. position, but you can roll it off a little bit and use that metal or middle and neck pickup to kind of to get a little bit more your standard Strat style tones. I think it's uh, I think it's a, a great instrument, versatile, ready to play. It's awesome. So cool, yeah. yeah. But John, I have to to cut across you there just to say that the Charvel is gorgeous, but the Ibanez comes in Desert Sun Yellow 
road flare red, purple neon, yeah. and bright white. Uh, Did you just say great white? I think that's no, what I just said it's, it's basically yes. bright white. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, good, good God. So, so, yeah, I agree. That Charvel is gorgeous. If I had a grand to spend on an electric guitar, that is what I would go for, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. There's an amazing video for people that haven't seen it of Prince on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live uh, playing a Charvel and just whammying the living jesus out of it and it was just it's it's amazing he is like it was a walking endorsement for charval guitars they are beautiful and yeah. guthrie as well you know it, this is very similar to what guthrie is playing these days yeah. um so so we've, we've got a few left i mean if i had to pick one i'd pick the charval or that fender telly um but the thing there's a few here that are like what the hell is that um, right so especially when it comes to price point on some of these two yeah so, yeah. So, I mean, you've got this, one of the most expensive ones is this big Gretsch hollow body at the very end. It's a broadcaster, broadcaster with a K, yeah. um, which is a bit weird. Um, now, Gretsches are infamously quite pricey to get like a, like a white falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just for, for your a big hollow body with, with the Bigsby's and your, your gold hardware, you could, you could do a lot cheaper than this and probably the same quality, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean like the, the other, because the body on this, you know, it's a laminated maple, just like the other one we talked about for Mm. under a thousand. So you're not really getting a whole lot difference in terms of body. Um, Maybe a little bit in terms of build quality, but a $1,700 price difference. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I do not see that. Um, another one for me on this list. Well, oh gosh, there's several to choose from. Whew, where, where to start? Where to start? We could always rip into Gibson. So <laughs> number 16, you know, here's this gorgeous. I mean, it, you got to admit this thing looks amazing. The Gibson ES335 yeah. figured maple top. It is gorgeous. They also want four thousand dollars for it, you know. So again, yeah. you can find it on Guitar Center for thirty five hundred. But this, for me, again, comes to like there's so many like smaller builders now, and even a Gretsch, you can get a great playing Gretsch for half that price. So I, I just oof. once again, I think Gibson has overestimated their value on that. Yeah. Um... Uh, some of yeah i totally agree i mean that's that's classic like it's classic gibson behavior yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the guild i I think is probably pretty reasonable reasonably priced here the starfire um this would be a great instead of buying that 335 you can get a great one of these you know guild starfires semi-hollow plays fantastic looks fantastic sounds fantastic it's a great yeah I mean, after that, I mean, you've, so there's two signature models on here. Um, there is the Fender Johnny Marr Jaguar, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, two and a half grand. I, I have friends that have the, this is like the, the higher range. He has more affordable models and I have mm-hmm. friends that have it and they, you know, think it's a great guitar in terms of playability, but, you know, there's a lot of switches on it that it, it takes a while to find a decent tone. And um, also Johnny Marr did not play a Jaguar during his, you know, right. big years with the, with the Smiths. So it's, it's a bit beggar's belief. The one that really, I was like, what the hell is that? And what is it doing on this list? Is the Ernie Ball Music Man Valentine. Now, oh my gosh. This is, yeah. this is Mar- Maroon 5 guitarist. 
James Valentine, who, you know, as a guitarist, when the band were starting out, I was like, okay, cool. It was nice to learn those songs for yeah. a guy who just started learning tab. Maroon 5 is a band that has not had a guitar in their music in, I want to say, 10 years. Yeah, I I'm, would probably go with you on that. I mean, it's all uh, auto-tuned synth, uh, watered-down funk. And, yeah. like, what it, I mean, it's a nice guitar, but two grand for, for a music man with, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it, like... You know, if I was going to spend two grand on a music man, there are a lot of other music man models that are yeah. worth spending two grand on. I, I just don't see this one being worth it, man. Uh, exactly. signature, there's signature models that I think would be more uh, appropriate. And then there's ones just like the silhouette, like the, you know, Gretchen Men plays a silhouette that's, I think, 1500 bucks or 1700 bucks, And they're great guitars, you know. But yeah. w why? There's a, yeah, I, I have no words. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm just I know, at yeah. a complete We've talked about loss. signature models before and very, very mixed feelings towards them. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid list. I think if you're 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 want, want to know what's popular in the market right now, we always say you know look a bit look a bit deeper than yeah. the uh, than the the big brands. But yeah, it's it's very much more of the same. Um, maybe in one of our episodes before the new year, we can talk about like our favorite pieces of gear from the year, and kind of go from there. Because in terms of like pedal land, it's a different story. There's just so much stuff out there oh yeah um, like it's, it, that's a hard landscape to navigate it is but we will do our darndest uh this is turning into quite a long mini episode so we're gonna Yay! cut it right there friends uh we just love we love producing content so much uh hit us up on all the socials let us know what you think about the miming controversy and your guitar of the year and we will see you soon for the next episode uh john anything you'd like to say i don't have anything Go guitars. Uh, Who do? Go guitars. guitars. <laughs> Stay sharp, everybody. <laughs>